to the HNS podcast, everybody. This is episode number 71, and I am your host, Herb. Today, we got a very special episode for you. This is the first episode that I'm doing solo with visuals. I'm going to kind of give it a little go, give it a little try, see what, uh, see what it looks like afterwards. And um, today, because I'm doing it by myself, I'm probably going to run really quickly through the through all the topics I had because they're way better when you have somebody to kind of riff them off of. But today I'm just going to kind of, you know, just kind of run right through them, give you guys um, a little update on how I'm feeling. And uh, yeah, so first and foremost, once again, thank you guys for coming back. Herb from the Urban Society podcast. Now, with that being said, this is uh, potentially going to be the last episode you guys see me looking like this as well as sounding like this because I am about to undergo a, um, a pretty big surgery procedure where they're going to be fixing my crooked ass nose. Uh, yeah, I have sleep apnea. I got real bad sleep apnea. I'm one of those people who kind of wake up in the middle of the night a couple times and it's not cool. It's not good. I needed to, I need to get it fixed. So they are going to do surgery on my um, septums, and hopefully all goes well. So, by the next episode you guys see or hear, I will potentially be sounding different and looking different. But at least until then, let's get into fucking episode number 71. Thank you guys for coming back once again. I am your host, Herb, and give me a motherfucking hell yeah. All right, so check this out, guys. I have a quite a bit of topics to get through. So, real quick, before I get into them, I just wanted to say thank you all who have been supporting me so far. I know that the uh, the previous seventy episodes, which is a lot, it's a landmark. Um, I, I applaud myself for being able to make it to seventy. The last seventy episodes that I have done have been primarily audio based. The goal now is to continue making these podcasts except with videos. So I hope you guys don't get tired of me. Um, and if you do, talk shit in the comments below, guys. I mean, just vent, vent your frustrations down below. Um, but for now, this is still very early on into my video journey. So episode number 71. First thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that I officially have, and I guess I should say I unofficially officially have a sponsor. So to kick off the show, as of today, when I am recording this episode, it is uh, January the 25th, and today was National Churro Day. And uh, for those of you guys who don't know what a churro is, you might know it by the English pronunciation, it's churro, um, a churro. It's pretty much like a funnel cake except in a stick form with filling of whatever you want. You want caramel, you want strawberry, you want chocolate. You put it in the middle, and then the rest of it's just flour, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's, like, it's like a little stick. It's like a little stick of dough. And it's fire, man. Churros are really good. So today it was considered nat National Churro Day. And a restaurant that I frequent quite a bit had today as like their, you know, holiday, their celebration, their, you know, um, patron give back day, they were giving away a churro with the purchase of every meal. So if you guys got to participate, hopefully you guys got to go um, in time because my Snapchat post gave you guys enough time at the beginning of the day to be aware of the, uh, of what was going on and for you guys to be able to go and find one. I got to go participate. And if you guys are wondering what I'm talking about, Falacana. Give a quick shout out to Falacana, who is my officially unofficial sponsor. Those guys give me nourishment. They give me life. Um, I'm literally there all the time drinking my veggies and eating 
authentic, fresh food. Like, I, I'm literally there all the time for smoothies. I either get beet, carrot, melon juice, or I get, like, celery, fucking parsley, cactus juice. Like, I'm, I'm always drinking some kind of juice, some kind of vegetable juice. And um, not working. But, hey, it's just begun. So, uh, if you guys got a chance to go out there, shout out to you for supporting the unofficial sponsor of the podcast, Palacana. And also for just supporting Rasa period, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good business. They've been, they've been blossoming over the last, what, imagine a decade that they've been around or more. So shout out to them. Shout out to you guys if you got to go. And shout out to fucking churros. Everybody loves churros. But yeah, man, um, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much it as far as the early um, promos, ads. Um, and then I guess before I transition into the conversations... The last thing I wanted to say before I go, before I transition into it, is that um, this podcast is officially trying to step away from the, I guess, you know, um, the juvenile uh, aura, juvenile energy that the first couple seasons had, or not seasons, the first couple episodes of season one. Um We've always been about having fun. We've been about kicking back. We've been about just kind of chit-chatting, inviting friends, family to just, you know, come and have a conversation with us. But now for season two, my goal for what I want this to become is to be more of a opportunity to highlight local business owners, local hustlers, grinders, gritters, people who are out there just, you know, trying to push and market themselves. I, I understand how difficult that is. And how having a small business and having you know side hustles and stuff is very hard, and it's it's uh it's it's even harder when you don't have a good support system, a good base, a good foundation of people to to help you to buy into what you're doing. So, what I want to do is offer my platform HNS Podcast as a at the very least another form of advertisement for anybody out there who has side hustles, who has small businesses. Who wants to come onto the podcast, have a conversation with me, and um, we'll just talk about what you do, what you're selling, um, how long you've been doing it, and just kind of get to know you guys a little bit better. So I do got a couple lined up for February, and I believe a couple maybe for the last week of, uh, oh shit, I say last week of January, like we're not already in it. Fuck. Yeah, so I got a couple, I got a couple lined up uh, for the first couple weeks of February, but if you guys are interested in coming onto the podcast and highlighting what you guys do, Come on to the show and just have a conversation with me, you know, and um, and yeah, hopefully we can expand your uh, advertisements, expand your um, your market into other markets that I might, you know, be able to help you guys in. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, if you guys have a business or something that you guys want to promote, come on to the podcast, Urban Society Podcast. Reach out to me, your host, Herb, and we'll have a little chit-chat. We'll have a little talk. But for now, enough opening, enough talking. One more time, round of applause for us, HNS Podcast. Let's go ahead and get into the topics. So, first thing I wanted to start off with, okay? This is, this is it, it blew my mind. It blew my mind to see... People going crazy on social media over Pink Floyd and their new 50th anniversary of the Dark Side of the Moon, their logo, I guess you could call it. Are you guys fucking serious right now? Pink Floyd, whose album cover is so iconic and so legendary, it is plastered everywhere. Every Target, every JC, well, maybe not JC Penny, but every department store that is that sells merch, that sells novelty T-shirts, band tees, has sold a Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon shirt. Everybody who's ever smoked herb has probably listened to and is familiar with the Dark Side of the Moon album cover. And that's the young people. I'm just talking for people who are maybe around my age. For the people who have known about it for the 50 
fucking years that Pink Floyd has been around? Answer me this question. Why are you so upset over there being a rainbow in the 50th anniversary logo? I was reading comments and people were just freaking out. People were just saying, oh, they're trying to make a woke statement. Oh, they've gone too liberal. Oh, of course they're supporting LGBTQ. Oh, what? Guys, Dark Side of the Moon, The Prism, The Light, The Rainbow. Haven't they had The Rainbow as pretty much it for a while i thought any rainbow belonged to pink floyd i thought that was their fucking thing you know so for people to freak out over pink floyd's 50th anniversary circle for the zero and 50 because it has rainbows in it for people to freak out and say that they're pandering right now my goodness you guys where where do you guys get off? Because that is fucking ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. If you guys feel like Pink Floyd is, is pandering and is... Um, <laughs> if Pink Floyd's new logo offends you, come on to the podcast. We need to talk about it. Call your therapist. Why do you hate rainbows so much? What did the rainbows do to you? Do, are you allergic to Skittles or something? Like... I don't get it, okay? I don't get it. Pink Floyd has had the rainbow for 50 fucking years. This is not them pandering. This is nothing new. This is not them trying to be one with the times. Guys, get the fuck off Facebook, okay? You're probably missing your fucking, um, you're probably missing your doctor's exams or the Mari show is probably on or Family Feud. Go back, go back to TV. Why are you freaking out over a 50-year-old fucking rainbow? Okay. I digress. Besides people freaking out over Pink Floyd's rainbow, people have also been freaking out about another big change. It's like all these all these changes. People don't people don't like change, okay? But this one I kind of understand. This one I kind of understand. It's not music related, but it does also include kind of like the colors of the rainbows. So guess what? Transition time. M&M's. Yes. As soon as I said the word M&M's, you probably know where this is going. You probably know what I'm going to say. M&M's has recently, I guess there's some controversy, okay? They've undergone a, a big change, marketing change, because... The candies that everybody knows, the yellow candy who's kind of dumb and kind of kind of goofy, and then the red candy who's a little bit more stern, more eh, you know. No more candies, okay? They recently added, I guess, a purple one and a brown one, and people were they were freaking out about it. They said, "Nah, we don't. You guys are pandering. You guys are nah. We don't like it. We don't like it." So guess what? All the characters. The brown, the orange, the purple, the red, the yellow, the green, the blue. All the M&Ms that you know about who have always kind of had their little mascots and popped up on cart on uh, commercials and stuff to advertise. No more. They're donezo. This is the official statement. You guys ready? This is a message from M&Ms. From the good people over at Mars. <clears throat> America. Let's talk. In the last year... We've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice. And we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing, which was the last thing M&Ms wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candy. In their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. We are confident Miss Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong.
fuck? Yeah. Let's hit him with the... What do you guys want to hit him with? What do you guys want to hit him with? I think that deserves... That deserves a little something-something, right? Deserves a little bit of booing. We want those candies back. We need those mascots back. If you guys are freaking out over the brown lady's shoes, get rid of her. Keep the red one. Keep the yellow one. Those were the ones everybody loved. Everybody loved the two M&Ms. You don't even need the ones. You don't even need the other ones, okay? Miss Maya Rudolph, lovely lady. I'm pretty sure you're going to do fantastic as a spokesperson. Well, come and talk to me. How do you feel about this? This, is ha this has to be betrayal to your youth. No more spokes candies? What? This is a dangerous precedent, guys. Where the hell do we go from here? Are you, next, are you going to tell me that the Lucky Charms guy is offensive because he's playing off of Irish stereotypes? Next, are you going to tell me that the rabbits on tricks is offensive because who fucking knows? Guys, where, they're mascots. They're M&Ms. They're candies. Jesus Christ. You guys were freaking out over the shoes? I don't even know what, what, what was the change. Did they go from like just regular circular cartoon feet to high heels and all of a sudden everybody freaked out that high heels were what too sexy or something what what the hell is the deal actually no it was the opposite it looks like what freaked people out was that the the green initially did have heels and then they switched it over to make it a little bit more inclusive and they gave it tennis shoes and that is what caused the controversy. The Eminem can't wear tennis shoes. What? I'm looking at before and after pictures. If you guys, if you guys are listening, Google Google Eminem Eminem um, controversy, okay? And I believe it was the green one. And let me find out it was Tucker Carlson that that was offended because there's a lot of pictures of this fuckhead pop, popping up everywhere. Okay, look, before the green Eminem. You could see her skin, you could see her arms, okay? You could see her thighs, okay? And she had like knee-high, high heel boots. They switched it over to now you can't see any legs, okay? Looks like there's like white leggings or something. And tennis shoes. And that is what caused the controversy? Are you telling me that America is mad that a personification of an M&M is no longer sexy? <laughs> wow. You know, it's a deeper conversation that's, that needs to be had uh, about that about about America's uh, weird fetishizing of cartoons and uh, and an over sexualizing inanimate uh, not necessarily objects but just cartoons like this whole like fandom where people kind of flip cartoons and mascots and, and turn them into other stuff it's kind of Kind of a hot topic, you know. You, I think we should talk about it. I think we should talk about it. But but that's definitely something I want to guest on here to talk about, because I know one of you sickos over there who listening to this podcast. I'm pretty fucking sure at least one of you guys agrees that the yell that the old Eminem mascot was more attractive than the new mascot, and you guys are probably pissed too. So. Who knows? That's just, I saw it, I saw it in the news, and I just had to talk about it, because, it, guys, it's not that serious. It is not that serious. It's a fucking M&M. It's an M&M, okay? Keep the shoes. Bring them back. I'm pretty sure that lady's gonna do great as a new spokesperson, but they're just M&Ms. Bring them back. Bring them back. But, moving on from that one. Speaking of more corporate changes, more shuffling going around, um, Pepsi. Pepsi recently dropped, okay? You guys might know this, because I know a lot of you guys are Pepsi fanatics. 
which I never really understood, but whatever. I mean, I'm not here to judge, you know. Pepsi dropped Sierra Mist. How do you guys feel about that? Sierra Mist? Come on, dude. Sierra Mist was the highlight of cookouts for me. Pepsi dropping Sierra Mist to roll out a new soda that's also lemon-lime flavored, and it's called Starry. Please tell me you guys have looked this shit up. Starry. Starry sounds like it's already saying sorry for a decision that it had no fucking, you know, no weight in making, you know? Like, when, when did this happen? This whole starry thing. Um, this is, like, who, who, first off, who came up with that logo? Because the logo just seems very, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's cool, but it's kind of basic, you know? It, it doesn't... The Starry logo, it does not scream, Hey, I am a refreshing soda. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Matter of fact, people are, people are already bashing it on Reddit. There's a user on Reddit who tried it, and their review was, Loser fucking soda, you will never be Sierra Miss. I will harm you. This man is threatening a soda. Guys, from M&M's to sodas changing on us, it's just we want the old timeline back, okay? We, we, what is this? What is this? And it's not just Pepsi fucking up, okay? Coca-Cola, they're under fire right now because apparently Coca-Cola they have um, a crazy amount of, of people saying that there's um, that they're finding chemicals or that they're finding toxic chemicals in simply orange. I guarantee you, at least one of you listening to this podcast has a jug of simply orange in your fridge at this moment. You're probably sipping on one. Matter of fact, you probably just went, oh shit, this is Simply Orange. Dude, Simply Orange right now has tons of recalls. There's a lawsuit going on because apparently there are toxic chemicals that are unsafe to drink in Simply Orange. At this point, there's, I mean, there's chemicals in everything. No, nothing we do... Nothing we do is, is good enough. Um, I mean, there's plastics in our waters. There's heavy metals in our vegetables. There are fucking glass in the, the nacho cheeses in our fucking Lunchables. There's fucking chemicals in our orange juice. Our M&Ms are fucking personality list now. It's just, this is a terrible world we're transitioning into and I, I really just wish that there was a way for us to just kind of hop into a fucking time machine and go back in time because um, I don't know if I'm liking this timeline that much but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um, speaking of this timeline okay here's a couple things that kind of uh, hmm, also leave me feeling like damn we need another timeline gonna for those of you guys who don't know, this is kind of old news now, but Gunna, uh, a rapper from the rap group YSL, or rap label YSL, is apparently going through a tough time right now. There's a lot of controversy because, as you guys probably don't know because I doubt you guys are you know keeping up with current events the way I do that group YSL um, recently was indicted in a RICO charge which is uh, you know not good racketeering um, distribution of narcotics and arms well gonna somehow managed to get a plea deal and he's out now and people are calling him a rat. 
people are saying that he threw Young Thug under the bus and everybody else who's in the YSL camp under the bus. And subsequently, he has been unfollowed by a handful of artists. Now, I remember reading a bit, reading a bit of it, and some of the artists were saying that that it was Cap. They weren't unfollowing Gunna, blah, 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 blah. But there's some of them who did. If I'm not mistaken, I think Little Dirk unfollowed. Uh, maybe Polo G. Um, Young Thug. There's a couple artists out there who just unfollowed Gunna. And then the conversation started happening in other uh, media sites. Where is it going to be tough for Gunna to have connections? To have uh, the ability to perform live shows and and the ability to... I don't know, to just to still have a name for himself in Atlanta, which is where the other majority of artists that were on YSL were from that he potentially burned. Look, um, this is this is a tough one, right? This is a tough one. I'm going to go take a lap around the room, think about it, and I'll come back with an answer. Okay, so took a lap around the room, thought about it. Yeah, this is a tough one. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think things are going to look good for Gunna. I think it's going to be pretty hard for him to um, to be able to book shows and stuff like that. And I can imagine it being hard to maybe even live in Atlanta. You know, to you might have to move. Um, and if, and if you, you know, Gunna, if you're listening to this, which I doubt. I would love to have a conversation with you because even before this whole Rico shit happened, I was a huge fan. All right. I have been listening since what drip season since drip or drown. Um, so I've been keeping up, you know, I've, I've been a big fan. I like your style, I like your music, your beat selection choices. And it'd be interesting to have a conversation with you uh, because, you know, I, I kind of just want to know your perspective because from, from what an outsider looking in, I'm curious to see what the reception of the hip-hop world is, given how some of the same allegations that they're saying that, like, oh, Gunna's, Gunna's a rat, Gunna's a rat, which I don't necessarily think so. They, I don't know, just a couple a couple years ago, everybody canceled 6 9 for being a rat. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm just curious to see what happens. So Gunna... Come talk to me, um, fans who don't know about Gunna. I guess we can move on to the next story, right? Um, and more music news. Here's a quick one. It's kind of good news, real fast and badass. So let's kind of switch the vibe a little bit. Shout out to J. Fucking Cole. J. Cole recently made a new song. On a producer, on a producer's beat, who I too have worked with. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, your host Herb here has actually made music under the moniker Eber, E H B E R, and some of those songs that I've made have been overproduction, made by Batman, spelled B V T M A N, Batman except with like a reverse A, right? Well, Batman has a YouTube channel, which has, you know, it has a good following, but he's not in the millions. I don't even think he's halfway to a million, but he's got a good following, right? But technically, he's still somewhat underground. J. Cole, on a day where he was feeling uninspired and just wanted to make some music, decided to YouTube J. Cole type beats, which is what a lot of up-and-coming rappers do they look up type beats it's a thing you guys might hear that phrasing type beat it's just you know oh we don't write the type beats it's like yeah we got original beats being made for us while youtubers put up beats that kind of are in the same vein same style same sound of a discography that's already out right so j cole decided well let me see what producers think my beats sound like what producers think i should be writing to or sounds like i write to Turns out they were fucking right because J. Cole stumbled into a beat by Batman and made a whole song to it. 
Now, that's not all. He typically, he said it himself in the uh, in this text, he said, I usually keep songs like this in the vault, but I am no longer trying to do this. Let me read to you guys what he said. J. Cole said, this song should live on your channel and serve as a thank you to you and every producer out there cooking up and sharing their work with the world. It's a million artists out there right now, just like me, hungry and searching every day for something to spark a word, a melody, a hook, a verse, a punchline, a way to vent, a way to cut through. On a day when I couldn't find much motivation, I was looking for anything to inspire me. And out of curiosity, I typed in J. Cole Type B into YouTube. Yours was the first one I saw. I pressed play, focused, and wrote this. This is some shit that would normally stay in the vault. But I don't want to hold on to the music like that no more. This is for you and whoever else needs to hear it. God bless, bro. And keep doing what you do. J. Cole then sent that text message and the audio recording of a new song called Procrastination broke to Batman and then now lives on Batman's YouTube channel. So if you guys are fans of just stories like this, you know, a young hustler making beats who, who already was a fan of J. Cole to the point where he's recreating J. Cole type beats to have J. Cole hop on one of your beats and give it to you for free. That's amazing. That's an accomplishment. So shout out Batman. Shout out J. Cole. Shout out fucking hip-hop, man. Because this is probably one of the best feel-good stories that have came out of hip-hop here in the last couple weeks or so. This is a win for all of us. And if you guys want to, while you guys are out there checking out that J. Cole song by Batman, um, hop over to SoundCloud and look up E-H-B-E-R and then also type in Batman. And you guys will find the song that I have made over Batman's beats. But yeah. Moving on from that, had a couple new music. We'll kind of stay in the music right now. We'll stay in music. Um, we've had a couple new releases. Um, I don't know if you guys stay up to date with new releases, but we've had Trippy Red this last weekend dropped a new album called Mansion Music, and I'm a fan of Trippy Red. I am. But this album. I'm just going to be honest with you, Trippy. I'm going to be honest with you. I only heard it once, though. So I probably got to go through and listen to it some more. But fuck, man. This one was not it. This one was not it. And look, and this is a this is a conversation that I probably need to have on another episode of the podcast as well. And I've had, you know, you guys, if you guys are uh, longtime listeners, you guys might have heard me kind of somewhat talk about it. But I've always said that it is very important that you match good album cover with the music. Not only did the album cover to this one kind of look like a sleeper, but the music itself kind of lived up to the album cover. So trippy, I'm going to check it out again, man. I'm going to, I'm you know, I got to do my due diligence and maybe give it another thorough listen, but I did listen to it all the way through once. And I can't say I saved anything. It's it maybe one song. And that was probably one that had a feature, you know, so. Trippy, I want to invite you to the pod, man, because uh, your style, your music, your aesthetic, your uh, your influences are stuff that I love, you know. I, I fucking, I just love what you brought as far as your specific flavor to hip-hop. I love it. And uh, I would love to have a talk with you despite me not necessarily being, um, too big of a fan of this record, but I'm going to, I'm going to check it out, man. I'm going to check it out. Uh, I'm gonna check it out. But trippy open invitation. If you're ever in Kansas city, come to the H and S podcast. We'd love to have you, man. Um, some other new music. I tried talking to my uh, cousins about this one. They didn't give two fucks. Cali Uchis, Cali Uchis. Okay. For all my uh, sad girls out there, you probably know who Cali Uchis is. For all my horny Latinos out there, you probably know who Cali Uchis is. And then for sure, the LGBTQ community, you guys know who Cali Uchis is. Cali just dropped a song called Wish You, Wish you Roses. Not only is the song beautiful, chill, amazing for the background, you can kind of just listen to it, get enveloped. 
But it's also um, it has a cool video to it. And for those of you guys who know Kawhi, which is you know, hey, I find her kind of hot. A lot of you guys don't. I've actually I've actually been told by people that she is the opposite of that. But I find her attractive. So because of that, her her music videos they're always aesthetic, man. They're always vibes. They always she's always doing something creative and aesthetically pleasing on the camera. So go out and check out uh, Kelly Uchi's. And then also kind of like in the same vein, Miley Cyrus dropped a song, something about flowers right now, right? So Kelly Uchi's dropped Wish You Roses. Miley Cyrus dropped Flowers. And uh, also, same communities are probably in an uproar for that one, you know? People who kept up with Kylie through, or Miley throughout the years just because you guys knew her from when she was younger and a, and a superstar. Um, the gay community loves Miley Cyrus, and then sad girls love Miley Cyrus. So, new music out there, guys. Uh, Miley, Kelly, and then ooh, here's a good one. I'm gonna play just a snippet of it, okay? Because if this video does end up on YouTube, which is the hopes, this might get taken down. So I'm just gonna play a little tiny section of it. But there is new music today. New music today, guys. Um, Anderson Pock and Corday. That's right. They dropped a song called Two Tens. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's a pretty good song. But the premise of it, you got you got Anderson over here kind of talking about hot chicks and, you know, why he's kind of giving in to women and, like, tricking, I guess. But then you got Corday saying, hey, man, don't trick. Don't trick, bro. Like, you wasting your money, bro. You wasting your time. You wasting your life. It's good. It's good. It's a good dichotomy, okay? We'll play a little snippet of it. Ready? Two tens. All right, that's all we're going to play because we don't want to get fucking taken down, guys. But Corday, Two Tens, featuring Anderson Pac. It is out now on YouTube, and they got a good music video out. It's uh, it's aesthetically pleasing. It's uh, They did a lot of cool shots in there, you know? You guys are going to hear me nerd out on shots forever because uh, the other thing that I do is I'm a cinematographer. So I like shooting shit. I like, you know, capturing a good shot, capturing a good video, which if this video sucks, it's because... Uh, I am in front of the camera, not behind it, so I won't know what it looks like until post, and then by the time it's in post, I'm not going to want to redo it. It's probably uploaded, so you're literally watching what I probably said. Uh, I could have worked on it a little bit, but anyways, um, leaving music, one last one last uh, conversation about music, okay? Well, actually, we'll give you guys two, two more, ready? You have um, Mac Miller's Kids, the mixtape. For those of you guys who know, I think it was put on streaming services last year. Or maybe, yeah, last year, I think. Last year or two years ago. Unless I'm tripping. I think that might have been Faces and another one. Anyways, Mac Miller's Kids mixtape officially hit 1 billion streams. Uh, shout out Mac Miller Camp. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. That is a good mixtape. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys grew up with that one and have fond memories of it, have good things you guys attached to it. Mac Miller's Kids Mixtape. If you guys haven't contributed yet to the 1 billion streams, go out there and check that album out. At least play it once. It's a good record, man. It's a good record. And then last thing, um, as of today, it is January the 25th. So make sure you guys are listening to this segment. This is very important. Sound the motherfucking alarms. You guys ready? In a couple days, in three days, I will not be able to make it because I will be in recovery from surgery. Sadly, this sucks. But you guys will be able to make it. In three days on January 28th, a Latin American band that I love so damn much from here, local to us in Kansas City called Making Movies, is going to be performing a show and... Filming it for a live album at the Folly Theater. Or Foley. Folly? Foley? Guys, make sure you guys go out there and support Making Movies. This is in three nights. Again, if I could be there, I would be there. Shout out Making Movies. You guys should go 
scream your asses off. You guys will be heard in the live album, and that is cemented in music history forever. It's a live recording of their album, Sopa, X-O-P-A. I believe it's called Sopa. If you guys haven't yet heard it, go out there and check it out. Um, it was released, I think, last year. Great record. Great record. So shout out Making Movies. Shout out Kansas City. Shout out everybody coming back to the HNS podcast. I love you guys so much. This is not the easiest thing to do by yourself because I feel like just rambling to nobody. But I'm keeping my mind on the vision. Okay? Keeping my mind on the vision. With that being said, a um, couple other things I wanted to talk about. Okay? Keeping my mind on the vision. Let's talk about Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea has had her mind on the vision as well. And that vision is getting that bread. And she managed to do so. In just 24 hours, and again, this is old news now. It's probably a week old. In just 24 hours, Iggy Azalea opened up an OnlyFans page and made almost $350,000. So let's just say over $300,000. In less than 24 hours, Iggy Azalea, made $300,000 on OnlyFans. If you guys don't know who Iggy Azalea is, Google her. Take your safe search off. She's worth it. $300,000 in 24 hours. And we wonder why people nowadays no longer want to work. We were talking about it a couple podcasts ago, how China's uh, labor force has dwindled. The United States is also on the verge of kind of seeing their labor force kind of dwindle. But ours is not necessarily because we don't have working age people. Ours is because all the people that we do have don't really want to work. Okay? For one... Not a lot of them graduated college and gone into like trades like, you know, being a medic, being an architect, being a lawyer. Um, a lot of them, a lot of people in this country have moved into industries of the 22nd century, like being OnlyFans models, selling feet pics. Bottling up your farts and selling your farts. It's a real thing. You guys think I'm joking, but look it up. People are out there making a killing, selling their farts in jars. Listen, there are so many different jobs nowadays. Like, I was thinking about it the other day. People get paid to stream, right? On, like, on Twitch and stuff. People get paid to play video games. People get paid to strip and sell their nudes. Why would anybody want to learn a trade right now? From the rise of popularity of, of you know, um, self, uh, I don't even know what you would call them, but like where you kind of decide when you go to work, you know, jobs kind of like Uber, jobs kind of like Postmates, jobs like Instacart, where you, you sign up, you, you know, you log into work, you go work an hour or two, and you can log off if you fucking want to. You don't have to, there is no obligation to do it. With the rise of hustles like that, who the hell wants to work nowadays? And then on top of that, if you're not trying to be an influencer, TikToker, YouTuber, OnlyFans model, you're probably doing illegal shit, right? And that is also making a killing. And then we act surprised, like, why would they want to do that? Look at the fucking media that they've been feeding us. I mean... Some of our most watched shows in the last couple of years on Netflix and shit has been about drug dealers, have been about narcos, have been about illegal activity that leads to your, you know, your success. Like it's 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 a it's a different time right now. Like I was thinking about names of the past, you know, how our our ancestors, our grandfathers, you know, and maybe not necessarily ours cuz I'm I'm Mexican, right? So my ancestors worked on a farm they were poor until my last generation which was my parents but a lot of white ancestors you know they come from 
way back where your your job title, your uh, what you did was kind of given to you as your last name, right? So you had like, you know, a shoemaker. You had a, I don't know, uh, other shit. You know what I'm saying? Just, but you, you get what I'm saying, like Mason or 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 whatever, right? But um. Think about the jobs that we used to have back in the day. You were cattle ranchers. You were railroad, you know, layers. You guys were street pavers, etc. And now the new generation is mostly online tech jobs. Like, what jobs will our kids have? They're all going to be machine operators. And by machine operators, we mean can you make sure that the McDonald's is fully automated? Your only job is just to make sure the machines are working. And then if something breaks down, call IT and they come over here and just recode it or something. Those are going to be the jobs of the future. You're either going to be working in in code, writing code or doing something with IT. Or you're going to be a machine operator, making sure that the machines that have been coded are doing their job you know, properly. That's it. That's pretty much it. In the future, we're not... We're not really going to need assistance. We're not. There's not going to be any need for humans doing menial tasks. I mean, maybe, but I could see a lot of it being automated out. A lot of it, which is scary, but it's the future. It's the truth. Um, I was talking to my mother not too long ago, and she was saying how back in the day there used to be kind of door-to-door salesmen who would kind of come to your door and then say, "Hey, would you like us to teach you how to, you know, use a computer? The computer is going to be the thing of the future." Them being poor back in the day, they were like a computer. Like, for one, we can't even afford that. And two, we're never going to use that. It's never really going to be the future. It's a luxury for the rich. And now look at us. Everybody has one. Poor people have iPhones. Some, uh, a poor gentleman was asking me for money the other day, and I felt terrible because I did not have cash on me. I've gotten into the bad habit of assuming everybody takes Apple Pay. And uh, I was like, sorry, man. I don't got no cash on me, brother. He pulls out his phone. He says, all right, I got cash out. Technology is the future, man. Technology is the future. And it's getting scary. Because right now we're seeing, um, we're seeing like the rise of short bit information, videos, shorts, TikToks, stuff like that, right? And then how how good it is at, at keeping us latched on the tit right we're not going anywhere you're scrolling on your phone you get stuck in a stuck in the wormhole in the rabbit hole you're done you're there right you're there so now the next piece of technology that we really got to worry about is this ai and i like ai you know i've used ai for artworks i've used ai for helping me write prompts i i've used ai i'm a i'm a big um advocate for the integration of ai with a lot of the different things that we do but the fact of the matter is, upon mastering the the art of programming the AI to do exactly what we need to do perfectly, humans are going to be useless. They're going to be wiped out. They're going to be wiped out. Scary time. Just make sure, like I said a couple episodes ago, make sure you guys are watching the movies that are soon going to be our future, so at least you guys are prepared. iRobot, Terminator. Uh, there's another one uh, Ex Machina just watch those movies prepare yourself don't say I didn't tell you don't say I didn't tell you um, but yeah kind of kind of staying I guess on the, on, the, on the creepy news there I wanted to talk about um, actually you know what let me skip over this one let me skip over this one I'm going to whisper it into the mic so if you guys care Look it up on your own. I'm going to whisper it into the mic real quick, but I don't want to talk about it. Madonna might possibly be trafficking children. But, all right, let's move on to the next topic here. Um, we were talking about AI. We'll, we'll get to this one on the next one, but I do want to mention it. You guys look it up if you guys want to look it up, and then we'll probably talk about it on the next podcast. With, with the rise of AIs, now there's also going to be AI lawyers. And apparently here in the next month, there's going to be the first AI lawyer who is a defendant for somebody in court. We'll see how that turns out. <laughs> there was, it was a funny joke. I remember hearing it on another podcast that says, can you imagine paying for the AI lawyer with your card? And then like halfway through your trial, it doesn't go through. It bounces. 
the fucking lawyer comes back like, just fucking shuts down. In jail, buddy. You're fucking done, dude. You're fucking done. All right, man. Uh, speaking of done. Speaking of done. Okay. Last two things here. And then I promise you guys. I'm fucking out of here. You guys have been doing good. I appreciate you guys for fucking sticking around. If you're listening to the end, like I said, it's usually a little bit better when I have a guest on here, but I have a bunch of guests lined up. I got one, two, three, four, five. I got like seven, eight, seven, eight guests lined up for the next month. So if you guys haven't already gotten with me about potentially being a guest and you're a listener, uh, reach out and come and be a guest on the show. Or if you guys know anybody who might uh, be interested in coming onto the show and shedding a little bit of light on their businesses, their side hustles, what they do, then um, tell them about me, man. Tell them about Urban Society Podcast, and uh, we can schedule you in. So, all right, so the last three topics I wanted to get to before I let you guys go for the day. I know how, I know how uh, eager you guys are to just turn the podcast off and start listening to something else that you guys really enjoy, right? You guys are tired of this voice. Which, lucky for you, like I said, I'm undergoing surgery. So this voice might sound completely different by the time you guys hear the next podcast. So prepare to do a little bit of uh, compare and contrast. No, prepare. Yeah, prepare to do some compare and contrast. I don't know why I thought I said prepare twice. Anyways, so the last two topics I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this one as well really fast because it's kind of dark and I don't want to end on a dark note. But I do think this is important that we should talk about it. Um. In 25 days into the year, into 2023, we've already had 36 mass shootings. We have had more mass shootings in our country than there have been days in the year so far. You guys look, man. This is where I'm going to lose a lot of you guys, okay? Fucking in America, we love our guns. We love them. We absolutely love our guns. But fuck, are we dumb. Why does this shit keep happening? Anybody out there who's really, really into guns, if you guys are a gun collector, if you guys are gun enthusiasts, and maybe even advocate for gun rights, I want to have a conversation with you. I really do. Because I'm not saying I'm against it. I just want to know what you guys think. Okay? And maybe leave it in the comments. Maybe leave it in the comments. But 36 mass shootings in 25 days? That's not alarming to you guys? I mean, there was a story I read just earlier today about a guy who had a rifle in the back of his truck. And his dog was in the truck with him. His fucking dog stepped on the trigger and the rifle shot the dude through the back of the truck and fucking killed him. Like, we got, man, we got a dangerous love affair with guns in this country. Dangerous. It's very dangerous. And, I mean, a, a conversation just needs to be had. I'm not saying that I, I want to lead the... I want to lead the brigade to take away your guns. No, no. We need guns. But do you need it on you at all times? Do you need it sat on the table, pointed at the person you're sitting across? Do you need it in your back seat while your dog is in the car, jumping around sporadic, just trying to get to the windows? Do you need your gun somewhere where it is accessible by your six-year-old child who then takes it to school? Maybe this is survival of the fittest. But I don't know. I think there's a conversation that needs to be had, and I would love to have that conversation with one of you guys who is a gun enthusiast. Okay, So reach out to me. I'm not going to debate you in my comments. I am not going to debate you on the Facebook wall. But I will talk to you one-on-one -on -one in person. So come on to the podcast. Have a conversation with me. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, a lot of good can come from having a conversation and hearing both sides. And I feel like that's something that we tend to not do so much. So we need to. But, all right. So a couple more things, all right? And then I'm rounding it out. 
couple more things and I'm rounding it out. Last topic, guys. Last topic. Um, my Latinos out there, my Latinos, my Latinas, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, my aunties, y'all love hot chips, huh? You guys will go to a paleteria, go to a Mexican sweets and treats shop and order a bag of hot chips, have them flip the bag inside out, melt the cheese on there. Love hot chips. How do you guys feel about Doja Cat dressing up as a hot chip, as a hot Cheeto for this new uh, fashion show or something that she went to? Guys, this is, I don't know if you've seen this, okay? You guys probably know who Doja Cat is. Look up Doja Cat in Google Images. There's either going to be pictures of her looking finer than ever from way back or pictures of her bald-headed looking crazier as fuck recent or chances are due to just how much buzz she has been causing all you'll see is just pictures of her looking like a red hot cheeto other people have said she looks like mystique's uh evil twin mistake um it is it, just wild to me it's just wild to me now look again i'm somewhat into fashion more hype beast fashion but this is a couture right or something like that i believe is what it's called um, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys like this and appreciate this and are saying as you see these pictures, hell yeah, girl, slay girl, come on to the show. I want to have a conversation with you. How is this? I mean, I'm not bashing, but how is this slaying? How is this? cool you know she's in three thousand crystals for a paris hot to couture show but fuck dude it's just it's so disturbing it's so disturbing i'm surprised i haven't and I, it's probably just because i haven't looked for him but i'm surprised people haven't said that she's gone all red as a tribute to the baphomet or some shit you know um all i know is that she looks she looks crazy she looks like a hot cheeto and she needs to watch out because there's a lot of you there's a lot of you uh, Latinas out there who have kids with like silver teeth who are probably running after her thinking that's the last Cheeto in the bag, the mega chip. Be careful, Doja. Be careful. But I have so many questions, man. Doja, I would open invitation to Doja's PR team, to Doja's, uh, yeah, just her team, her manager. Um, Doja, I'd love to have a conversation with you on Urban Society Podcast. Come on down. I know I'm nobody famous, I'm nobody rich, I'm nobody cool. But hell, I still want to talk to you. I'm Herb from the Urban Society Podcast, guys. And that seems to be rounding out my uh, my topics here. I guess the last one that I'll leave you guys with, since it is Herb and Society, um, two things, all right? Last news, Erica Badu is dropping her new weed strain. That is right. And Erica Badu apparently has help from uh, from Burner, so that's that's uh, that's gonna be good. If you guys are ever out there, check out Erica Badu's new uh, new weed strain. It's uh, it's lemony, it's citrusy. It's um, it's gonna be called Mad Cow Genetics, I believe, something like that. Uh, just check it out, check it out. Burner did help her out with that, and as a gift, as a thank you. She gave this man some mushroom tea. That's badass. Erica Badu, you're a fucking legend. You're a fucking legend. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to Erica Badu. Shout out to Burner. Shout out to the cannabis industry. Shout out to all my listeners. Shout out to me for being consistent despite some days being a little bit overwhelmed and feeling like, God damn it, I'm just carrying this whole fucking thing by myself. But at the end of the day, it is my mission. It's not anybody else's. So it's up to me to take it to the end, right? Uh, that being said, thank you guys for coming back. I'm your host, Herb. One more round of applause. This has been the HNS Podcast. Thank you, thank you all. Till next time. <laughs>